I'm Brinkley. And I'm Whitney. And this is the Blooming 30s podcast. We are two best friends living long distance that have found connection through marriage, motherhood, and growing in our 20s. Join us in our conversations as we bloom in our 30s. Hello, buds. Happy Wednesday. We're back with a new episode this week. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here, and if you're listening, please leave us a review. I'm going to start saying that at the beginning. (laughs) It's smart that you remember. I I don't know how you do that. Oh, what's new over there? Mm, Lots and nothing at the same time. It's like, you know, Groundhog Day, just same old, same old. Yep. We're still stuck in January. Um, Yep. It's still freaking January. Holy cow. Um. Della's birthday is tomorrow, actually. Right. So by the time this comes out, it will be she'll be six. That like, sounds way what? too big. Yeah, way too big. Um, but I always feel bad that her birthday's in January. Like it's a pretty sucky time to have a birthday. Yeah, lie. it's kind of hard. Um, it's just like smack dab in the middle of six season. So we've like, anytime we've done, I only do birthdays for my kids, like friend birthdays, every other year. And so mm-hmm. anytime we do it. 80% of the people back out last minute because they're sick. Like, it's just in the middle of sick season every single time. So this year is just our family birthday time. So my sister's coming up from St. George um, oh, to hang out this weekend, and we'll just do it low-key. But that's that's the only new thing. Um, trying to think what else. You've been going to town on your house. Oh, yeah, I have a whole new house. You literally do. I was, <laughs> I was thinking today, it's pretty much like two years ago that we bought this house, which yeah. is nuts because yeah. really we only have been living here since like we moved in in August, but we bought the house in February and like yep. we closed, I think like February 20th or something along those lines. So we're coming up on two years and it's just wild and I actually was looking at pictures of my old house today because I was looking for a picture of my bathroom for something Mm -hmm. in my old house and like I went down the rabbit hole of like looking at the listing pictures on my old house and I haven't looked at them in forever and it just was kind of weird like yeah I don't know kind of sad but like a different life almost yeah totally different life and it just it made me like realize how much we did to that house and like we really really made it just work for us like it was like our home and we did so much for us that it made me be like I need to do I need to do some more stuff to this house to just make it feel the same way I feel like I mean I've talked about this a lot like I just feel like kind of disconnected from this house for a while and I just want to change that as much as possible so I, yeah, I've done a ton of things downstairs last week. I shared about our window bench. Um, so I finished the cushion for that. Um, so that's like totally done and it looks so good and it's so comfy. I can't wait for summer to just like lay there and like watch the kids play outside. It's going to be so nice. Um, and then I painted my front door and my back door, which my front door has never been painted since Mm -hmm. we moved in. It's just had primer on it. It's just been white and I knew I needed to paint it, but I just, like, couldn't decide on a color. So, for the last year and a half, it's just been sitting there with primer. But it's white, so, like, you can't really tell. Um, yeah, I so couldn't I tell at all. That. No. Yeah. No one would know unless I told them that. Um, So, I painted it. I just actually ended up painting it the same color as what it is on the outside. It's just, like, a tan. Um, it's so but cute. But that made such a big difference. And let's see what else have I done. I hung a ton of pictures, which before now – I had like one picture hanging in my entire house, which is so sad. Um, I hung that one instantly, like right when we moved in. It's in our entryway of our family. But so I've hung a ton of new pictures. I printed like a ton of pictures of my kids and hung them up. And (laughs) Um, so that felt good. And yeah, just slowly like doing things to. I don't know. So make fun. it feel more like home. I feel like a broken record saying that, but it's rough because also I forgot. I'll share this. I maybe we should do a whole episode on all the shitty things that went wrong during my remodel because Dude, it's a journey. We should. we should because I haven't ever put it in anywhere or like said anything about it because there's so much. It's just like overwhelming to talk about. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've been in this house for a year and a half now you think like we're kind of past all of that 
no, it just like, it gets worse and worse. And this week, my freaking countertop broke. Like, so nuts. Literally, like a 10 inch segment. I'll post the video Huge. if you didn't already see it. It's like yeah. a good chunk of it just literally like cracked off in a perfect break on the corner. And it wasn't even like an overhang. It wasn't like overhanging by my bar stools or anything. It was like on counter so or on cabinets. So it was being supported. Yeah. And it just literally broke. And now nobody is calling me back. No one's texting me back. No one's emailing me back. Who the hell knows when my countertop will be fixed? So just, oh it just gosh. keeps going. And so, like, I can't blame myself for feeling this way about my house. No. And, like, I was talking to my other – my friend that she just built a new home and it had very similar experiences. It's just actually I'm finding extremely hard to find – good workers these days like Mm -hmm. and there's so many laws I had so many conversations about this in my dms and I'll try to keep this tangent short but (laughs) there's so many laws that protect contractors and which is good because coming from like a contractor side like I get why but then also coming from a consumer perspective like it it's really shitty and like it puts us in really crappy and there's no incentives for contractors to do good work because they're going to get work regardless and we can't do anything about it as consumers um anyway so I was talking to my friend that had a similar experience building a new house and she was saying like you know it feels bad like I feel bad having or saying these things because obviously like I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed to and privileged and like I recognize all of that and like I love even being able to live here you know but it's a special kind of like torture when your home is supposed to be like your safe place and like where you can go to like escape the stresses of the world. But then when your home becomes the stresses of the world and like just becomes like a bad place to be like, it's, it sucks. Like you don't have anywhere that you can go that feels like really safe. I don't know if any of that makes sense. No, it totally does. And I think, I think it's crazy too because it's like you can like have time go by from a lot of like the bulk of what happened with your mm-hmm. home, but then when one new thing happens, it just like what happened with your countertop, it brings it all back up and it just adds it to the laundry list of yep. like why is this at this constantly point when issue? things happen, I I am not even mad anymore. Like I'm just numb, and yeah. I'm just like mm, cool. Add it to the list. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even shock me. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. I'm not, well, I'm pissed for sure. But like, it's not even like when that happened, it's not like we were like, oh my gosh, what do we do? It was like, wow. Yep. Of course that would happen. Of course. Of course. That happened. Yeah. 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 That we makes really sense. should do a full episode on it because I think, um, I think it'll help people to like understand it a little bit yeah. more because there's, it has been just back to back to back. To and back I feel like back. I learned a lot during it that like, hopefully maybe could help somebody else. Yeah, have a totally. better experience. Well, I think even just as your friend watching you go through this, I'm like, wow, you would think people would just be aware that their name is on the line when they're doing work. They don't care. And they'll want to do their best, put their best foot forward. But like, I'm thinking of just your one example of like your painters, like what on yeah. earth? Just oh my so gosh. many things. So no many one cares things. because especially in Utah where that industry is just booming still they don't need me they don't need if they lose me and anyone I share their my negative experience with guess what they're still successful so who cares like they don't care so it just is sucky anyways that's a really long tangent that I did not mean to dive into so let's (laughs) share a bloom because let's share something that's happier (laughs) um okay I'll share this one because I need this reminder for myself. If you hear Theron is in the background, <laughs> he probably will be this entire episode. He has been kicking my absolute trash the last couple of days. And last Thursday, I had a day. Michael was home. Um, he had the flu. My house has just gone the flu. Um, except me. And I'm so scared. You're <laughs> so hanging scared. on. <laughs> um Anyway, so Michael was home. And so I, I ran with just Theron to the mall. Typically, I have Della with me, too. I ran to the mall with just there and I had some returns and that's something like I I don't know if I've ever done like just taken him and it was just like the sweetest day and it just reminded me of 
having just Milan and Phoebe like when they were little and just running errands with them and you know Mm -hmm. like I just walked throughout the mall it was empty it was like 10 a.m on a Thursday like so random so I was just there with the mall walkers and like he was like pushing his car holding my hand like it was just like a sweet day that I was like he's like my little best friend like it's so he was so (laughs) cute and I needed that and I need that reminder because he's been kicked by trash lately (laughs) I actually do like him sometimes there is something in the air I'm telling you because little kids I mean Fallon has been giving it to me too and I'm like what is what's a full freaking moon (laughs) <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta no, it's be cute. I feel the same way though like when I take Fallon out and just do like one-on-one errands it's my favorite time to do it obviously because it's just easier with just her than to oh yeah the kids but it, it's weird that it makes me feel young like it does oh it, it totally like, does flashes you back to when you had just our oldest yes. little ones and I'm like oh, I feel like this young mom it was like, like just a simpler time toddler. Uh Yeah. Like I passed like the play place in the mall and like, you know, like you look at all the moms and they're like in, in solidarity, like, yeah, we're all in this together. We're all just here at 10 a.m. with our kids on a plate, like trying to make it through the day of Groundhog Day over and over and over. And yeah, it just like was a sweet reflection of like what seemed like simpler times. But obviously, if you listen to our last week, it was not simpler times. We were not okay. But looking back... But looking back, it was sweet. Uh, no, it's so true. I love that. Um, I loved everything you said about your house, too. I feel like January has brought so much. Oh, I just feel like the highest highs and the lowest lows. Like, I yeah. have almost been questioning if I'm bipolar because I'm just having a whiplash of emotions. It's like, am I okay? I am like, am, no, literally, I'm like, am I okay? It's been crazy I've been like the happiest but then the saddest versions of me this month it's been the Mm -hmm. weirdest month um but I have done a few new house things which I'm like okay that's gotta be it I just need to be constantly having a house constantly (laughs) it's crazy how much it boosts your mood and like just makes you happy to have something to do it does Um, it just breaks up that like groundhog day of like just doing the same crap over and over and over we gotta have something new it, no, it's so true. So that really has been so fun. And we're coming up on our two years as well. I always forget that we were like, because we're did so close, later, which is yeah. crazy because I think back on that time and I'm like, I didn't know you were buying. That's the craziest no, we, thing. So the we didn't know we, we bought, were buying. <laughs> yeah. No, like the fact yeah. that it lined up the way that it did was so fun was to crazy. like go through it yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. But truly. I don't even remember what day we officially closed. I'll have to go back and look. But it's February. Um, I think it's like at the beginning of February. But I've been wanting to put together a video of like all of our before and after so far. I'm waiting until I finish my it's living a room because I'm like, house. it'll be fun to like show yeah, where it's at that. after that. But no, it really is. And when I had some girlfriends over last week, we went through our listing on Zillow and like I showed them the before of the fireplace area. Oh my gosh. And it's just so crazy to see. It's like just when I sit there and I think of like the laundry list that I want to still do to this mm-hmm. house and I get down like, oh my gosh, like I still haven't done this. Yeah. And I still haven't done that. To look back at those You got to look at where and- you started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're fine. We're doing fine. And then I was also, my friend was like like, talking with me and I was kind of teasing myself about how like a lot of the spaces you can walk around my house and look at. And it's like the second and third time it's been redone. So yeah, it's been, you know, I like that though, because it's like, it's just a journey of like finding what works and like, sometimes it's okay to try that again. And what an analogy for life of like, how easy is it to get down on like what you still need to do or what you haven't done? Totally. But like, if you look, you've come. look at what you've done, you're mm-hmm. fine. You're good. You're fine. It is. It's so fun. And it's really, it's easy to put it into something tangible like that. Like, yeah, I feel like when we're like almost measuring our progress as humans, it's like so hard to, I was talking to this, I was talking to Cameron about this, this last week. It's like, it's just so weird. We're approaching Fallon's third birthday and I'm just again, just kind of going through this weird funk of like, okay, like my baby's turning three. Mm -hmm. I would already have a baby by now and I Mm -hmm. don't, and I'm not pregnant. And so it's like, am I like, am I still progressing as a human? Am I still like achieving things? Because for the longest time, my like achievements were the kids we're bringing babies into our family. And so it's, it's definitely, and I'm like in that sweet spot where it's like, 
she's still at home with me. Like I'm not figuring out what I want to do with my life. I'm not working outside the home in that regard. So it's like, it can feel like a stagnant little spot in my life that I don't really know what the future is going to bring and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely interesting, but yeah, when you have something like more tangible to measure, like, yeah, look how far you've come. It's really, really fun to see. So, but all in all, I will say like today's a really happy mental health day because the weather is so beautiful. And I feel mm-hmm. like that was so, so, so needed. needed. Yeah. So I've been out. I saw a reel yesterday that was like, you know, the trend, it was like, if this is a reel for so-and-so, if you're not so-and-so scroll by. And it was like, this is a message for the sun. If you're not the sun, scroll by. Where are you? We need you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's like, it was so true. Like, come on out. Help us, please. That's so cute. Yeah, it's funny. I I feel like we really do get good winters here. Like, yeah, especially compared to Cleveland. Like those were really hard winters especially coming from Arizona and like not knowing what winter even was, <laughs> but yeah, we do get the sun a lot here. And I will say that that helps. Like we have blue mm-hmm. skies more than we do gray skies. And I remember when we lived in Cleveland, I think I had read a statistic that they saw more gray dreariness mm. than even Seattle, which is nuts. Really? I believe that. Yeah. We, I felt the same way when we lived in Virginia, which is surprising because I don't feel like you think of Virginia as like a gloomy state, no, but with how yeah. humid it is, like it rains uh, like every day, majority of the year, like even throughout the summer. So like, I remember thinking like, it's been months since we've had a sunny day and like, yeah. I cannot, I cannot deal with that. So no. we do get the sun a good amount here in Utah as well. Even yeah. if it's cold, we do get the sun. So yeah, that's I'm grateful true. for that. I know I, we have like right through our kitchen window on the runner in my, on my kitchen floor, the sun will sit there most of the day. Mm. And I love walking over there and just like setting my feet right there in the sun. It's so warm and just, I love it. Yeah. It's the best. Mm. So I was going to say prepare to be sick of us because over the next few months. Talking about weather again. We're talking about the weather, (laughs) like old ladies. (laughs) That's our thing. It makes a difference. Okay. It totally does. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about, um, I came across a reel, and that's kind of what sparked this whole conversation. I've been talking with Cameron a lot about it lately, and I just think it's such an interesting topic to talk about. So we're going to be chatting about, quote, feeling behind in life. And I want to reference the video that I saw. It was a girl saying, um, She's married, no kids. I don't know. I don't remember her age or anything, but she basically like gave her like where she's at in life, married, no kids. And she said, sometimes I feel behind in life. Like I don't own a house. I don't have children. Um, but she was like, but like, while you guys are spending money on diapers, like I'm spending my money on clothes and like yeah. shoes and like all Different. that stuff. Yeah. And I, I thought that was so fascinating to hear And I think a lot of times we do hear the side of like, oh, you're not married or you don't have kids so or you don't own a home or whatever it may be, or you're still in school. Like so many different things can make you feel like you're behind in life. I thought it was interesting though, to almost like flip it to those of us that have been married, do Mm -hmm. have children, do own homes, are settled in our careers and almost view it as like, okay, but I feel behind in life a lot of times Mm -hmm. because I've completely set aside any chance to have like personal financial success because I've been a stay at home mom yeah. or do you know what I mean? Or like yeah. the, the, even just the thought of like, Oh yeah. Like majority of our paychecks have to go to taking care of all these children that we have instead of yeah. being able to go on trips and being able to do all these things. So I kind of wanted to dive into that today about like just how everybody is valid in their own mm-hmm. like way of feeling behind yeah. And I'm curious, like, has there ever been a point in your life where you've like sat there and you have felt like behind in life? Like, has that ever well, sparked up for you? I think it is really interesting because, excuse him. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting because, okay, I got married at 19, had a baby at 20, mm-hmm. bought our first house. I was 22. So like in a lot of standards like people would look at me and be like you're ahead or like people would look at me and be like why am I behind that or but then yeah like you said there's so many things that I was way behind in like degree 
don't know her. Like <laughs> in any of any of those things that I would look at, like I'm behind other people, but I saved a, a quote that I want to read. I know people who graduated college at 21 and didn't get a salary job until they were 27. I know people who graduated at 25 and already had a salary job. I know people who have had children and are single. I know people who are married and have waited eight to 10 years to be parents. I know people who are in a relationship and love someone. I know people who love each other and aren't together. There are people waiting to love and be loved. My point is everything in life is happening according to our own time, our own clock. You may look at your friends and some seem, some may seem to be ahead or behind you, but they're not. They're living according to the pace of their clock. You are not mm. falling behind. It's just not your time. And I love that because it just sums it's up perfect. everything. It's like, it's so easy to like, look at your friend and say like, oh, you're doing this ahead of me. You're like, I, why can't I do this? Yeah. But then they're looking at you with the mm -hmm. same thoughts of something else. It's true. It's like, there's so many ways to shake it. And, and I agree with you, like when it comes to timeline, like, and like, just, I feel like what most people refer to when they talk about feeling behind or someone else is ahead, like, I don't feel like I have had the opportunity to feel that way because I did make choices to very young, very young, like mm -hmm. same as you, like married at 19. I think I had Parley when I was, I had just turned 21 and then we bought our house the year we got married. So it was like, I feel like I lacked the almost compassion for people that felt behind because I just had never quite experienced it myself. And I just felt like, yeah, you just go after what you want. And that is such a, <laughs> such a harsh way of like looking at it. And it's like, that's just not reality. And it can, it can be for so many different scenarios. And like, I think it all the time, like I love watching The Bachelor and I'm like, I was just going to bring Were you going to reference The Bachelor? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what's what's going on, guys? Like, you yeah. seem so successful and so put together. It's so beautiful. Like, but it's just not their time sometimes. Like, yeah. it, it's yeah. completely out of our control, really. Yeah. I look at some <laughs> of these girls and I'm like, they're stunning. And they have, like, incredible careers and super successful. But, yeah they're not married or they like one girl mm -hmm. said I haven't dated somebody in seven years and I'm like what are you doing but like yeah, yeah. it's just it's just different, different like just so lines. many life circumstances like can go into all of it and I think it is so interesting and and I when I take a step back and I've thought more about this topic it's like it's true like yes in like the standard married kids homes careers like I've not felt behind mm -hmm. but um I'm going to reference another reality TV show, Real Housewives. And it was a girl like criticizing the other women in the group because they're not like educated or like experienced women. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that could totally be said about me. Like, yeah, I am not educated or really yeah. even experienced. And even in like making new friends here, like I'm getting to know these women and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like there are so, there's so much to them. They have so many interesting things about them, jobs that they've worked. And, I, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've done yeah. nothing with my life. Like yeah. I really feel like I've done nothing and I, I haven't traveled. I haven't, you know, and so I, I think that there is something to say about it. And I think no matter where you're at in your life, even if you feel, even if there's contentment in the choices that you've made and like where you're at in your life, there's still always that part of you that's like, well, yeah. What if instead what if? of getting married at 19, what if I went away to college? What if I, instead yeah. of like, for me, I've always thought like, yeah, I've never lived with anybody else. Like I wish I would have experienced that. I went straight from living at home to living with Cam. Like yeah. never knew what it was like to live with roommates or anything like that. I, I feel less yeah. experienced or even with people that have been married a really long time and either haven't had kids yet or just waited a lot longer to have kids. I even feel a lack of experience in that because mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, imagine how much growth happens in a marriage when yeah. you wait, say, seven to ten years oh, to yeah. have babies. Well, I just Huge think about, though. like, the first few years of having babies was so hard on our marriage. And, like, mm -hmm. it just – yeah, I mean, it takes a lot. Your priorities shift from your husband to your kids, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, how much better off would we have been if, like, we just had such a more solid foundation before bringing kids? into the picture it just yeah probably a whole different experience and I think this way with me and Michael bring this up a, a lot with um the business 
I think the mm-hmm. business is the easiest place for me to feel behind in mm-hmm. other people's like I compare it to other people's businesses or look at other people's businesses and that's where I definitely get the feeling of like feeling behind the most which is dumb and there's another part of me that's like girl like people are probably looking at you feeling that exact same way but like Mm -hmm. I don't see that part of it I just see the other businesses feeling behind and we'll we'll mention like oh my gosh can you imagine where Lumo would be like if we didn't have kids like if that was our only focus and all we had in our life was Lumo because like a lot of the businesses that I will look at and like compare ourselves to don't have kids and so like it it, or like has one kid or has teenagers and so it's just not even fair for me to compare the two but like also at the same time whenever I do think of it like that like oh man where would Lumo be if I could give it all of my attention and I didn't have my kids I also wouldn't have Lumo if I didn't have kids like truly I would have never done something like this I wouldn't have the drive or the push without my kids and also like my kids as like confusing as it is is like they like help me like bring a light into Lumo like they inspire me so much with stuff for Lumo that I wouldn't have that same touch if I didn't have them so I think that can be applied to so many different things in life of like when your time comes for something it comes at the right time like it comes after something for a reason it comes before something for a reason it comes at the same time as something for a reason because like that is how it's supposed to be for you no that's so true and I think it can be so like empowering when you're like feeling stuck maybe to know or to just like you get to choose right what you have hope in you get to choose what you have faith in you get to choose in what you believe and you get to you get to make that decision and you get to either go the positive route or the negative route with your mindset and I think it's almost empowering to me to hear like oh yeah if you're down about this like it's just not your time yeah and when it is your time like it will come it will totally come and when it is your time it's going to be better than if it was happening right now because of experiences and it's going to be the right time and I've always said this like if you try to force something in your life it's probably not a good idea like it Mm -hmm. ends up being harder and I feel like that with the timeline of things if you're trying to force something when it's not really supposed to happen it's going to be harder versus I mean we were just talking about this with freaking potty training if you're (laughs) going to force your kid to potty train it's going to be awful versus if you just wait to let it happen and it will be so much smoother if we can take that same idea and apply it to so many things in our life it will it will be so much more enjoyable it's true but it's so interesting that you like related that to Loomwell and it's like I wouldn't have done something like this if it weren't for having Mm -hmm. my kids you know I I think that's also interesting Cam and I talk about it a lot in the um we'll like look at the house that we owned in Arizona. I don't he does so not we he (laughs) he does it all the time and He'll like, of course, like especially when the housing market has gone crazy over there. Yeah. He's like, man, can you imagine if can you we imagine still if owned we stayed? That house? Totally. And I'm like, but we wouldn't have. Like, we would have yeah. outgrown it so yeah. fast. And he was like, it's a four bedroom house. Like, we could live there right now with our kids. And I'm like, no, we could not. I feel cramped even in the house we're in now. Like, it. Yeah. There's no way. But it's it's so funny because it's like it's so easy to look back on it and to go, well, what if I kept that what house? If? And what if? yeah, we got all this equity in it. Like, what would we do now? And it's like, but that's just not what happens with life. And I always kind of tease him and I tell him like, why did we move away from that house? Cause of you dude, like <laughs> you're the reason we had <laughs> At to leave. At that time it was the right decision. And like, it, was. it still is the right decision. And mm-hmm. kind of going back to my house stuff at the beginning of this, that's, that comes up a lot with our house is obviously, yeah, with the housing market, it's like, man, can you imagine how much money we'd be saving if we stayed in our townhouse? That's what Michael always brings up. I'm like, yeah, because our family of six could be in our townhouse. <laughs> like, no, but even just with our last house and with like how rough the remodel was and just like how many issues that we've had we've like had to like really look and be like is the universe trying to tell us like we made Mm -hmm. a mistake and I don't know like we couldn't do anything about that like if we did make a mistake like 
what's mm-hmm. done is done. Like we can't go back, but it's easy. It, like it's sometimes really easy to fall into that trap of like, man, we're not supposed to be here. And maybe that's why we've disconnected from this house is because like something feels off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just us coping or what it is, but it's easy to be like, well, if, if things were different, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change anything. So it doesn't do us any good to go back and be like, Hey, 10 years ago, if we made this decision differently, mm-hmm. what would have changed from now? It's like the butterfly effect. You can't do that. So you just got to stick with your decisions, I guess, and not yeah. question them too much because nothing good comes from it. But also I think too, like, I think that it is so easy to latch on to, oh, that just fell into place. So that must mm-hmm. mean it's meant to be. And even though I do believe in that, and I just don't believe in that 100% All the time. I think a lot of times the biggest reward is what was the hardest to get there Mm -hmm. and like how hard you had to fight to make something work in your life. Yeah. And so don't, don't get discouraged. I know it's easy too with all the house stuff or even anything. If anybody is like listening to this and just feeling like, yeah, any subject in life, it's so much harder for me. Or I feel like, yeah, if you do feel behind in one specific area, it's like, and you are doing your best and you're fighting, you're fighting and you just feel like, well, it's just not meant to be for me. Yeah. I think that there's something worth saying where it's like, when you put your all into something, it's not just going to be like, Oh, there's your reward. Like immediately, like things do take time. And I do think more often than not, we learn why things happened when they did. I feel like I can sit back there and I can look at certain things and I can know, like, for example, having kids, like all of my kids, (laughs) not all of my kids, but most of my kids were what people would quote, say, Accidents. accidents. I don't love that term. I think it's a way to put people down and like make people They're a surprise. Not... Yeah. Everybody loves like, surprises. <laughs> right. But it's like hard because it's like, okay, but it's not that they weren't wanted. It's just that we planned mm-hmm. on them at a later date. <laughs> like, it was just a surprise. <laughs> right. And so I think about it all the time though. And I'm like, it makes sense to me. Like it adds up to me why, for example, Paxton came when he came, because if he came when I was planning on him to come, I don't know how we would have done it because we moved across the country and we did everything that we did. Yeah, and it, just felt, it wouldn't have happened. No, and it just felt like it lined up at the perfect time like when it happened. And I just think that so much of life happens that way where we just don't understand the timeline or we can feel frustrated that it wasn't on our timeline. But I think like everything does really work out the way that it's supposed to be for our life. And it makes me sad that people feel behind no matter what the situation is that they feel Mm -hmm. behind in because I think we also covered this too with like the whole postpartum episode is it's like what is the standard like there is no standard for anything there is no like timelines are fake like they're not real and there's nothing out there we all like like, are living a different book like there's not like yeah there's not this rule saying like by 25 you have to have a Mm -hmm. degree or two kids like it's made up. Like we make that crap up in our head. And it's interesting too, because I do feel like a lot of times people place timelines on the age of 30. Don't you find that a lot? Like, yeah, totally. 30 is a big one where people like just envision this like white picket fence life that they've got it all made and that they're like buco billionaires by 30. And it's like, that's Mm -hmm. just not the case. Life is just starting. It's just starting. Yeah. I also think too, like, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. Like, I think a lot of times why a lot of people, especially like in our circles or like what we're seeing, like timeline and feeling behind is like so much due to culture. And I think so much due Mm -hmm. to like culture of the LDS church, because Mm -hmm. it's like, you really, I remember like before they changed the mission age. So for those who aren't familiar young men and young women are able to serve a mission for the church. And so it used to be that men would go out at 19 and women would go out at 21 and then they changed the age. So men go out at 18 now and women go out at 19. I remember before they changed that, they changed the mission age, like the month I got engaged to camp. So like any time before that process, if I had ever contemplated serving a mission, I remember thinking like 21, like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's ancient. Like if yeah. I'm not married by 21 to where like the pressure is on to serve a mission, like I'm old. Like I'm, yeah. 
And I think it's so, so crazy to look back at it now and to go, I can't believe I had that mindset. And I thought that because it's not ancient. Like even now no. I look at so many people I know right now that are just having their first or just had their first babies. And I think that they have a leg up on me because totally look how much life experience and also look at like how more, how much more I'd be like, a different mom. Exactly. I feel like you're just a more like, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say, but like almost definitive person. And like, you're just, you just understand yourself so much more as a human. Like, I feel like your ability to be a mom and to be a partner and to like do all of these things in life is greater than it was when I was freaking pregnant at 20. Like literally freak I was doing. I was just looking for a quote and I can't find it, but I was gonna, it says it's so much prettier than I'm going to say it, but it goes back to like if something's not happening it still could be meant to be and sometimes mm-hmm. like you do have to work really hard for something and that was my phone screensaver during the whole remodel process because I needed that reminder for myself and it basically was like sometimes the things that you have to work the hardest for and fight the hardest for are what is going to be the most worth it in the end and Mm -hmm. I may not be at a point that I say yeah I'm it it was worth it but I still have a lot of hope that in five years 10 years 20 years I'll look back and be like yeah that was what we needed to do it was really hard at the time and it didn't feel right at the time but we fought for it or like even like with infertility Anyone that has infertility and then has a baby, I feel like you don't hear them saying my baby came at the wrong time. Like Mm -hmm. that's just like not a sentiment that you feel after it in the moment. Mm -hmm. You do not feel that way. You feel like it needs to be right now or like, I don't understand this timeline, but like I, I'm speaking for other people because obviously I didn't go through infertility, but I feel like I never hear someone that went through infertility look back on it and say my baby came at the wrong time. Like it's always like, or it was so hard and like it wasn't worth the hard. Like it absolutely is. I think that's an interesting thing though, because I've been loving watching JC. If anyone follows JC Marie Smith's like infertility journey and how she went through IVF. And she shared something that I thought was so fascinating. Even when her first transfer failed, she said like she had never felt more fulfilled in her entire life. Like she felt like her purpose in going through IVF and like having something to do in her life like that, like just gave her so much fulfillment, even though it wasn't working, even though it wasn't going the way she wanted it to go. There's still purpose in it. Right. And how freaking cool. Like she can sit there and she can tell her kids that she worked that hard to yeah. get them there is so cool. I think you can sit here and like, hopefully if this is your forever home, like you can be a grandma talking to your grandkids yeah. one day and, and like sharing with them, like, look, at, I fought so hard for this. And now look at all of this that we all get to enjoy together. Like yeah. you're, yeah, it's just so, cool I think to- that's so beautiful. And like in life in general, I think that way, like, I came across a reel talking about, like, as adults, we hardly ever do things just for fun. And this is obviously something we talk about a lot. Um, But we hardly ever do anything just for fun. There's always, like, a hidden purpose behind it. Even with crafting. Like, we're crafting for an end result. Like, we Mm -hmm. have an end result in mind. Like, but we need to do more things just for fun with no end result needed or thought of or desired just for fun in the moment. And that serves just as much purpose as doing something for an end result. Like think of like with JC, like that served so much purpose and fulfillment doing something right there. Even if the end result is not what she wanted, like she still Mm -hmm. learned so much. And like in life as adults, we need to do more things just for fun, Mm -hmm. just for the purpose of what it teaches us in that moment of not completing something or finishing something or just for fun oh I love that no that's so true and I think a good perspective too because I think a lot of times when we feel like we need end results like we need like proof of our productivity in Mm -hmm. in life it's like it can almost yeah deter us from even just enjoying trying yeah yeah and it's like 
doing it for if fun. everything we're doing is for an end result like we're not enjoying the process mm-hmm. enjoy the yeah. process even if the process sucks and is hard and you wish you weren't dealing with this you wish let's say your remodel just all went smooth like yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah I don't know I think I think there's something to be said about it because I think like a lot of times we all feel stuck in a rut or we all feel like oh I wish I wasn't having to go through this I wish this wasn't my reality I wish I wish I wish I wish instead mm-hmm. almost like we were saying with the stuff that I was saying with my house, like, look at how far you've come instead of how far you think you have to yes. go. Exactly. Like that's so empowering to look at that and to go, I'm got, I got it. I'm good. And, and to just, just be happy with whatever your trajectory in life is, because it all looks different and Always there's no, different. there's no real timeline. I think it's so fake, you know? No. Also I'm jumping all over the place. I'm so sorry. I'm remembering <laughs> things okay. from before and <laughs> So going off of like the LDS culture of I have a distinct memory sitting in my car with a girlfriend and saying, I mean, we were what, like we were probably 16 or 17 at the time. And I like can vividly remember saying like, if we're not married by 21, we're going to travel Europe together because that is so depressing. Like if we don't have a husband by 21, our lives, we failed. Like we suck. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, looking back, I'm like, man, I was so dumb. Like, I really do think that, I mean, look, I don't regret getting married young at all. And like, I think it was what was right for me and my life. But like, I do see the benefit in waiting until you're older. And that just goes back to like, what makes sense for me may not make sense for you. What, what's my chapter three is maybe someone's chapter 14 and that's when Mm -hmm. it's supposed to happen for them and that's okay yeah no it's so true that's so funny I remember having those same exact feelings of like yeah just the pressure to like accomplish yeah just certain things at certain ages it just felt so you hear that a lot like I want to be done having kids by the time I'm 30 or yeah yeah I want to be married by 25 I need to have my my degree by this age and it's like yeah why I know. Like why? It's funny because Cam always said he wanted to be done with kids at 30. Yeah. And I remember like at the beginning I was like, well, yeah, like of course we'll be done because I was so much in that mentality of like, just pop them out. Like what, why are we waiting? (laughs) And now I look back on it and I go, why? And I think about it too. And I'm like, he was 24 when we had our first. Mm. So like, look how quick that happened yeah he thought like he that, wanted to be done in six years yeah and guess what I we, we did it like we did that Honestly, and it's like, like it actually like makes me so sad because like this I know. is the time of our life that like not only did we spend our entire life looking forward to but we're going to spend our entire life looking back on and yeah. we want to rush it and, and squeeze it I into know. five years that's actually so depressing like well, let me crazy make it last it's like, as long as possible it now makes me sit here and go like, oh my gosh, like I have so many more childbearing years ahead of me. Yeah. And like, I feel like a more established person now. Like I just, it's sad. It really is. It's, it's like so the most special like time of your life is gone. And yeah, not to say that like, there's not a lot of special coming. I'm so looking forward to what's to come. Yeah. But it is so crazy that it is so pushed to rush. And I think we just fall into that trap with the culture mm-hmm. of it all. And I don't know why. I do think that our generation and then even more so like our kids, it's going to look very, very different mm-hmm. because I'm we're already seeing so many people yes. waiting. Starting families and later. And there's something yeah. to it. And I think I think even if that's not your thing and even if like I look at it and I was watching um again, like bringing up ballerina farm, but I thought it was interesting because both her and her husband come from very, very big families. And then I was like, it seems like she's got eight siblings. She's, I I don't know if she's the youngest, but anyways, there's nine children total. And I'm like, do each kid, does each kid have so many kids too? And I, it looked like one of her brothers only has four, which I'm like only like only. <laughs> four is a lot. But it's funny because it seems only compared to the nine. And I think when I was thinking about that, I was like, it's just so interesting. It's like where certain things can get you down in life and make you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not being enough. Like you're just not enough. I feel like 
that comparison could be easy too when it comes to the amount of kids you're having or Mm -hmm. how close in age they are or how far apart in age they are or even just the small decisions you're making when it comes to your kids like oh yeah do you know what I mean I think there's so it's so easy to like get into that comparison game and feel like yeah I'm not doing enough or I'm not this or I'm not that and it's just again it's like but according to who like according yeah Who's dictating all of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. I think that a lot. I'm curious if you've ever felt this way, like with, I don't feel like before 2020, there was this issue, which is ironic because 2020 is the year our kids started kindergarten. So it was our first year Mm. in the school system. And I feel like from 2020 on, maybe it's just because I wasn't in that world before and I just didn't know it, it was out there, but there's such a push towards homeschooling. And I feel like, if you don't homeschool, you're lesser than. And I mm-hmm. think that's very, at least for me, it's very easy to fall into that trap of why can't, why aren't I? Like, Yeah. No, I totally get you? you. It's funny because I feel like in high school, if you were homeschooled, you were weird. Like, weird. And now it's no. like if you put your kids in public school, you're weird. No, it's What's so wrong true. With you? <laughs> I've gotten bit by the homeschool bug. I will say, like I 1,000% was looking into things this last year. I was like, I'm going to pull my kids out. I'm done. And it was mainly over, well, there's a lot of issues that I do have, but I feel like the, the like push for me was safety with my kids. Yeah. And I even think about the future and it makes me nervous to think about like, man, I think it's this hard when they're this little, like wait till they're Mm -hmm. in junior high and high school. Like I'm really going to want to protect them with everything that I have. Um, But yeah, it is funny because I do feel like whenever I see posts about how public school is trash and it's just daycare for your kids and why would you bring kids into this world to only see them for a couple of hours every day? Yeah. It's funny because a lot of topics make me think that way. Um, Obviously, my husband works for the government. I think I can say that. (laughs) I'll have to check. Uh. I might be cutting that out. But he works for the government. And so especially through COVID and like just all of the garbage that's happened since then, um, I feel like it's been more apparent of people really hating yeah. the government, which I get it. And I've had to separate that like, okay, but like- People don't hate he's, him. He's not the government. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I have to like compare that with schooling too, is it's like, yes, there are issues with public schooling. Yeah. Like there's just issues all around. I think we can- There's issues even- in everything. We could play that argument with so many things. We could play the whole Huggies versus Pampers, or we could play anything. There's even controversy right now about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and I have a whole (laughs) spiel on that. But it's like, (laughs) it's just, I think we can just so easily fall into the trap of we're somehow not enough. And I think that's kind of where you were going with the school stuff. It's like, well, why can't I? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You could, but it's just not your path right yeah it's not part of my story and that doesn't mean my story sucks compared to somebody else's that doesn't mean my children's life sucks compared to somebody else's children's life like but you have to think about it too like not every family can homeschool it's just not feasible like and also some where my concern is safety in public school some public schools are children's safe haven because yes, their home is absolutely. not. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I just think that there's just everything is so, and I, it's I feel not like we're going to touch white. on this in a future episode, but like we have viewed things as so black and white for so long. And I really mm-hmm. think 2020 just shook it all up. Yeah. And then we it were all suddenly like. It doesn't need to be like, black and white. It doesn't need to be. And that's really, really freeing to have yeah. that perspective, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I feel like I got on such a tangent with that. And like. No, it's so good. Yeah. But. It it just is so much. And really what it keeps coming down to is comparison is the thief of joy. And Mm -hmm. with anything in life, if you're comparing anything, your timeline, your successes, your failures, anything, if you are sitting there comparing it to constantly other people, it's never going to be good enough and you're never going to feel good enough and you're never going to feel like you're on time. So, but if you just turn inwards and just focus on yourself and focus how far you've come and your family has come and look at everything like it's serving a purpose for when it's supposed to happen you'll have a completely different outlook on life I think about it a lot with like 
I always compare growth charts at the pediatrician. <laughs> it's just served a good purpose in my life. Yeah. I, I like the visual of it, but I just think like, yes, we have data that tells us the average two-year-old is X amount of weight and X, like, you know, they're this tall. Mm-hmm. But when you have your own children and their own trajectory, like as long as their growth chart is moving at a steady incline, that's all, that's that, all that matters. It doesn't matter if they're in the 50th, 50th percentile. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter if they're in the 75th. It doesn't matter if they're in the 14th. Like as long yeah. as their personal growth on is their a steady incline path. on their own path. And I just think like if we can almost map out our progress, just us just instead like of, that. I know. I feel like pediatricians shouldn't include anybody else's graphs on there. I don't care about the other 5,000 six-month-olds. I care about my six-month-old. And same thing with life. I don't care about all the other 30-year-olds, what they're doing and what they've accomplished. I care about me. Like, what have I done? Well, and I just think, too, like, let's say you did. Let's say we did have it, like, uh, all this data on 30-year-olds and, like, all of their accomplishments are written down on pieces of paper. You're not at the bottom of the totem pole, honey. Like, we're all somewhere mixed in the middle. There's going to be people doing better than us and people not. And, like, but also who's to say what's better than, you know? In different categories. In different categories, Where I might be higher in kids. Somebody is higher in education or travel or mm-hmm. like, it's just, we're all over the place. Like it's, yeah. you can't compare apples to oranges. No. And that's why I think it's just so comforting. Cause it's like, just when you get caught up thinking like you're behind or you like need to get to a certain place to be just as good as somebody else. No, you don't. And like yeah. where you're succeeding, someone else feels behind in. And is I failing. just think that's again, so comforting. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like we're all doing our best and we're all yeah. just living our life. And focusing on ourselves and I think social media definitely plays a role in attributing to us feeling behind because we see Mm -hmm. people's successes every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And while that's so fun and and I take that as a motivation and it's exciting to see and it's exciting to think about like, Oh, maybe I could do that. Um, In the wrong mental state or in Mm -hmm. like a weak moment that can be really hard. Totally. That's why I think everyone just has to do them and do what feels the best to them. And I think if it doesn't feel right to you, then it's not right for you. And that's okay too. I also think like if it doesn't feel right, but you want it to feel right, just keep fighting because you just never know when it'll be your time. I don't know. If it's worth it for you to fight for. That's when the best rewards happen. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, we would love you forever. If you would subscribe and leave us a rating and review, we do monthly giveaways from these as a thank you. Come hang out with us over on Instagram. Don't forget to look for ways to bloom. We'll see you next week.